Gentlemen, Tony DePani here from the Patriarchy Podcast. You are moments away from part two of our episode on marriage and divorce. If you haven't listened to part one, though, I'd highly encourage you to go back and do that. But you know what? Hold on. Let me take a drink of coffee here. Mm, perfection. Missionfirstcoffee.com forward slash patriarchy. Part one will lay a foundation for what we're going to conclude here today. It's always a good idea to listen to things in order. If you already listened to part one, though, you'd know that we pre-recorded this two-part episode weeks in advance due to Joseph's wife getting close to her due date at the time. And you know what? I need to take a bite of my macaroon cookie, which, by the way, is considered a sandwich cookie. Mmm. So good. So good. Mm. Facebook.com forward slash Little Leaven Bakery. We really enjoyed doing this two-part episode format and want to know if you'd like to hear more like it. So if so, give us a comment on one of our social media accounts or shoot us an email at contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com, which, by the way, is also the same account to email if you'd like to advertise with or on our show. That's contact at thepatriarchypodcast.com. We'd love to hear if you enjoyed this two-part format as much as we did. But you know what? I've already taken up enough of your time. So without further ado, enjoy part two. And go to fightlifeeast.com, sign up to become a member with the code PATRIARCHY. Get access to behind-the-scenes content like our other show, After the Sandwich, and support our show financially and the network. This is how we disable toxic masculinity. We need to kill all men. This pagan patriarchalism that is coming back out of the shadows. Feminists hate patriarchy. It's the woman that runs the show, and the woman that runs the community and is the backbone of, of that area. I'm a nasty woman. A loud Vulgar, proud woman. Patriarchy. Are you saying you have authority over me? Go eat your superior. I personally can't see why egalitarianism would be a bad thing. The assumption that wives should make babies instead of money is part of the Strange women you don't know. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. Patriarchy. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If such is the case of the man with his wife, it is better not to marry. And that is Matthew chapter 19, verses 9 to 10. You are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and you are listening to The Patriarchy. My name is Tony DePani, and I am joined by my co-host, Pastor Joseph Randall Spurgeon. Woman... Get back in here and make me a sandwich. Joseph, what kind of sandwich are you eating today? Well, man, so my wife made a pork roast okay. and put it, you know, put it nice. in the um, oven. Okay, and, nice, nice. and then she pulled it out and you shreds it and stuff. And so it's like, a, you know, pulled pork, basically. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And, and so, but we didn't really have anything to go with it. Like we didn't have any condiments or barbecue sauce or anything like that. Oh, that's sad. You need barbecue sauce. I know. So I went to the store at, at Kohl's. You ever been to Kohl's? The clothing store? Yeah. Okay. It's the closest store. I, I They have weird stuff, man. So I was like, <laughs> well, they they might have like mayonnaise. No, they don't. Okay. 
This is going somewhere. You got me last episode. You're not getting me on this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I thought Coles might have mayonnaise. No, you they, didn't. They, Go ahead. They, they said it was illegal to buy there. It was like, what? You can you only can buy it if you buy cabbage and carrots with it. At Coles. Yeah, it's Coles Law. Oh. Uh, why? Why do I do this? Oh. So bad. <laughs> Cole's law, man. Yeah, it goes good with pulled pork, you, you, right? Uh, Cole's no, law. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> what? You don't like coleslaw? With no, I don't pork? like. I don't like your joke. <laughs> it does, uh, you know what goes good with coleslaw? A what? real sandwich. <laughs> All right. A real sandwich. Oh, okay. All right. Moving on to to my sandwich. Um, I had a grilled cheese. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got, man. <laughs> grilled cheese? I had uh, grilled cheese. Did your wife make it? She made it. It was good. It was good. good. She did not make the cheese. I know you're going to go. <laughs> I, I knew. Every time, anything with cheese, almost every time with them, it was like, did your wife make the cheese? She make the bread? She, that's what I was about to ask. Did she grow the grain? She make the plate that it was did she put on? <laughs> grind it with the mill? Did she make it in a wood oven? Like a wood 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 burning oven? I just envision your wife, Tony, being like one of those prairie like women. Like you live in like this house with like no electric appliances or anything. <laughs> no, and we, she works at the mill grinding the grain and we like do, we have we churning do, the butter. We have electric, man. Uh, the and electric. Then she churns another. We have a we have electric. It's made by the generator out back with the cows that uh, walk in a circle and they they make it all go. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, uh-huh. it's okay. Look, she has shoes. All right, she wears them on Sunday. Okay, good. That's yeah. it. You know, we're not completely, you know, and backwards. So. <laughs> Sorry, honey, if you're listening. Sorry. I know that she, 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 well, she, to be fair, she actually does prefer to be barefoot. <laughs> she will tell you that. She does actually like being barefoot. <laughs> so, speaking of being barefoot. Oh, boy. There we go. <laughs> Segways, people. I need that. I need that sound effect. I have to find <laughs> I'm finding a Segway sound effect. I don't actually know what that sounds like. It's probably like. I have no idea. Some weird. It probably sounds like a Tesla. To be honest, it's probably what it sounds like. But anyway, okay. Speaking of weird segways, speaking of weird segways, I don't know. You're going somewhere with barefoot. Go ahead. Go on. I was going to segue to our actual talk with bare. What? What does that have to do with bare feet? You just said speaking Um, of bare feet. See, this is what happens with you. You get a joke and you say speaking of or a true story. True story. Like, uh, speaking of bare feet, I'm just trying to get to the bare essentials. Oh no! Oh, uh, see now uh, you're you're dropping down to my level of of Segway sales, and it's it's just not. I'm not. I am not Segway this salesman of the year. Barely a Segway. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. It's it's just a skateboard. Barely. It's a skateboard. Barely. It's just a skateboard. That's what it is. That's you're just okay. Like All right, go go ahead, man. Walk your bare feet over to the. Uh, the topic at hand, which is our second part here. <laughs> well, don't we have like a clip to play? No, we don't. Oh, do we? Oh, yeah, maybe thought- we do. <laughs> I'm not with it. Okay, yeah, that's true. We had a new segment. Okay, uh, new segment here. Incel. Insanity. I would fight in the front lines the bloodiest battle the world has ever seen and come back with no limbs if 
have meant that that would guarantee me a ugly fat chick for life. You'd guarantee him an ugly fat chick for life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know where you found this video. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's watch. Like, there's a little bit more of this. Okay, we're gonna. This is gonna be interesting. Here we go. You have to offer a woman. As of now, nothing. I don't have a job. I am ugly. So my value right now is zero. I mean, he has honesty. He's offering honesty. That's something, right? There's a value to that, right? There's value in honesty. I mean, that's yeah. that's some brutal honesty, but yeah, okay. All right, all right. Let's see where he goes. I don't think it's going to go anywhere good, but let's see where he goes. Have you approached many women? Oh, many. And what was the result? Rejection 100% of the time. I would start talking to a girl. And immediately she would give me off signals. She would, you know, pull out her cell phone, just start texting her friends, and just hope I would go away. Uh, I don't approach that much anymore because, you know, I've had over 1,000 rejections in real life, 2,000 rejections online, so that's 3,000 rejections total. That's a lot of rejections. So he's saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> oh man. You know, I did, can't imagine why this guy is getting rejected. He's so yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I I mean part of it is he's so intense. Like he's I don't know I don't know why or where that's coming from, but he's he's so intense. Like even his look on camera, uh wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this will help tie us into incels and MGTOW and divorce and all the stuff we've been talking about and how to prepare for marriage. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the first part of this episode, go, go back and listen to the previous episode of this. Uh, but this is uh, part two of that one. Yeah. Pick a uh, quick recap. We are in Matthew chapter 19. We've been walking through the Pharisees tried to catch Jesus in a trap by asking about divorce. And then Jesus gave an answer from Scripture, right? Like, do you even read, bro? Talking to the Pharisees. <laughs> and then uh, he grounded marriage and his command about no divorce in the fact that we're created. Uh, our very nature teaches us about being fruitful and multiplying and marriage. And the very complementary nature of Adam and Eve <gasps> makes mar- uh, marriage more than a command and makes divorce off limits. And then he grounds it in the fact that the relationship between man and woman is closer than between uh, parent and child, between father, mother, and son. The husband and wife are closer. So who would dare divorce their wife? Who would dare disown their family over anything at all? And then he grounds it lastly in the fact of the very nature of marriage. It's God putting two people into one flesh and one body. So uh, you would not dare rip apart your body unless you're probably this dude that we just watched. Uh, but you wouldn't dare rip apart your own body. And, and so why would you get divorced for any reason at all? And so he grounds all of his instruction about marriage in the creation, the created order, in Scripture. And 
when they tried to trick him up on, you know, well, didn't Moses command us to get divorced? And Jesus like, no, he didn't command you. He, he permitted you because of the hardness of your heart. You are sinners, and the law is dealing with sinners as they are and is making some kind of order out of that to protect the good and punish the evil. And so you people are so hard-hearted, you're going to get divorced anyways. So Moses permitted you to do a certain thing that protected the women, the weakest around you. And so um, that left us with the disciples being like, Hold on, wait a minute. You could get married to a woman and she can be one of those people that like drive you to the desert or you make you want to live on top of a roof, right? Yeah. She's the the yeah. nagger and you have no recourse. Like what if you get married to this woman, she turns out to be a believer and it's a sexless, loveless life in which you are miserable. Like you are an incel in your own marriage. Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better not to get married? That just shows you how prevalent that was. The divorce rate, I mean. Yeah. And it also shows you, you know, John Calvin says they were insolent children. (laughs) The disciples were like, they didn't even think about what the woman would think about being in a marriage, how it might feel like slavery to her. Mm -hmm. They only thought about themselves. And in doing so, they ask a very impetuant question. And uh, and so Calvin says, let no one think that they can take it upon themselves to not obey the command to be fruitful and multiply, to not get married. It's not a decision that you yourself make. And Martin Luther says the same thing, right? This is more than a command. It is a very, it's a law of nature. It's as fixed as gravity that you are made to to have sexual union with a woman, to get married and to multiply. And if you deny that, there are extreme consequences for that, which includes sexual immorality. And we think, oh, okay. And we don't think a big deal about sexual immorality, but the Bible says, do not be deceived. The sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God, right? Fornicators and adulterers don't inherit the kingdom of God. And so when the Bible says it's better to marry than it is to burn. It's it's talking about burning with lust, but it's more than just burning with lust, right? You could burn in hell. Yes, yeah. Because you refused out of fear, faithlessness, and selfishness not to get married and go the MGTOW route. So, you know, we already did a whole episode on the MGTOW thing. I don't want to go through the whole thing with that. But I think it's just needless to say, the disciples ask this question, and you know what Jesus doesn't say to them? What? That's a good point. (laughs) I think you're right, man. You're right. (laughs) Instead, Jesus says, this is only for the people who can receive it. Like what you said, there's only certain people this is for. 
And so you got to ask yourself, which three of the, which of these three people that Jesus mentions you are, <laughs> right? Mm, uh-huh. And so the first one is those who are eunuchs by birth, right? A eunuch is someone incapable of having sex because their reproductive system has been um, cut off. And so, or born with a birth defect. Defect, yeah. And so, you know, actually, usually what follows is when Jesus says they were born male or female, and we talk about there's be only too many, two sexes, immediately you get like, well, what about the intersex and all that stuff or hermaphrodites and all that? And that's a result of the fall of sin, not necessarily the person's sin that, that happened to. It's, it's a great affliction. But it doesn't erase everything else Jesus is saying, Right. Those are people that can't get married because they can't fulfill the procreative part of marriage. Um, the second people who can't get married are those who are made eunuchs by violence. So, you know, you went to war, your country lost, yeah. you were a young man, and they took you off like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you cut off your stuff. To make you serve. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be either of those two. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and we don't really have that second so much. Yeah. Though we do have, you know, freak accidents can sure. happen. Sure. Yeah. All sorts of, especially even, yeah, even in war, I mean, people getting legs blown off and things. Yeah. And as you think about that, there's, there's care about that. Jesus is not heartless or cold. Absolutely. And we ought not be as well. And so... You know, those are real situations. And then the third eunuch is is whom? Uh, those by choice. Well, no. No? Third eunuch. Nope. Well, there is a choice, but it's not theirs. At least Martin Luther and Calvin would not say it's theirs. It, the text does say those who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. I guess, yeah. But... Who determines who does what in the kingdom of heaven? Christ. Christ. So Christ calls people for service and ministry in the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, the those who make themselves unit for the kingdom of heaven are those who are called by Christ for that specific purpose. Yeah, and, he, and he equips them to be able to do that. Absolutely, right? He calls you and he equips you to the work. And in this case, these are people... Martin Luther says it's like one in a thousand or less, you know, like who don't have a desire for sexual activity. Like they don't have any struggle with lust. They're not burning and they're fully devoted to the kingdom of God. We've said, we've said this before that that we we get uh, our modern church culture gets mixed up and they'll say the gift of singleness instead of the gift of celibacy. And yeah, you know, I think you said I think it was you who said it on a previous episode something like if you if you wonder if you have the gift of celibacy and and I think you said something like and, and you want to have sex then you don't have the gift of celibacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like um like it's not hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know it if you have it. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are not married because of circumstances mm-hmm. right and they may desire it and so to them 
singleness is not a gift, but it is the station of life that God's given them. And so at that particular time, and so it's, it's an affliction and an affliction is an opportunity to give God glory. And so in some way, you can always say everything God gives us is a gift. It's a gift, yeah. But it's not a gift in the sense of a gifting for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's a an opportunity to glorify God by an affliction. And so people that aren't married who desire to be married and maybe circumstances outside their control have made it impossible at the moment, then that's an affliction to pray for and to trust God for and to not give up and to pursue. I think I said this before. My great aunt got married for the first time in her 70s. I don't know. I haven't heard that before. I don't know if you said it on the show or not. Wow, I did not yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So um, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to move away from this for a second, in a second, but let's talk about reasons men are avoiding marriage now. Okay. All right. And then, then let's move into the kind of the application part of what we want to talk about. So here's a list of reasons men are, are avoiding marriage. Number one, they can have marriage relations without the marriage. Mm. Right, is, this uh, a, is this a one in order or is this out of order at no particular order this time? Uh, this is probably no particular order as okay. well. All right. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is not like a family feud. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Hundred people listed. Hundred hundred survey says. Survey yeah. says. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So. All right. Basically. So you know, buy buy the cow when you get the milk for free. Gotcha. Yeah. Number two is very similar. By living with a girlfriend, they can enjoy all the benefits of a wife without the risk. So it's similar that they can have the marriage relationship without the marriage, but this one is more about like you get all the things without the risk. So basically, there's no risk involved in not getting married. Mm-hmm. Number three, men want to avoid the financial risks of divorce. I figured that one would probably be on there. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we've already talked about in our last episode, the, the first part of this, how women are initiating divorce. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is destructive to the men that that happens to. And you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very bad. The, the mm-hmm. numbers are high, and then, well, the numbers are high. I was going to say in percent, but the numbers are even high of what gets taken. <laughs> but what's the answer to this one, then, Tony? The an- what do you mean the answer? Like, so somebody has this as their reason. I'm not getting married. I'm going my own way because of the risks. I mean, the, well, that's just we went back through this. I think on the MGTOW episode, but I, I think that you have to have, you just have to have faith. I mean, obviously, you need to pick. You need to. What is the Monty Python thing? You chose poorly. Like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> but you need to choose wisely. Uh, but you know, obviously, the uh, the pushback on that is, well, you never know completely. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of what faith is. I mean, you you have to choose wisely uh you know base that on biblical what you're looking for in a wife and what the bible says a good wife is and you know and even other people's opinion of her uh your church's opinion your pastor you know friends and family uh things like that but uh in the end like most things in life yeah it is a matter of faith yeah yeah it's absolutely all right well number four 
Since they don't have to worry about their biological clocks, men say they want to wait until they're older to have children. They uh, they don't want to give up their early years in life. They want to do what they want to do. Hmm. It, like like the first part of this episode when we went through the women's reasons for divorce, I'm, again, seeing a pattern in most of these are basically the same thing. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Number five, their greatest fear is that marriage will require too many changes, Right. So they're going to have to compromise and, and take on responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number six, I mentioned this earlier, that men are romantic at heart. They believe in a soulmate and they're willing to wait for her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We and what is a soulmate? Part. Here's how they defined it in a sermon, <laughs> oh, this in a survey. <laughs> Someone who accepts them just the way they are. Doesn't want to change them. Yep. And doesn't want to change them. And it's very attractive. And it's very, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it goes back to what I was saying with everything with our, Terrible entertainment, and it's just this absolute romanticized, well, I mean, literally romanticized view of marriage that, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Number seven, there are very few social pressures to marry, and so they're not, they don't feel any pressure to marry. So the reason they don't, they would say uh, there's no reason to marry because, you know, it's not expected anymore. This is, I mean, not that I agree with that, but that, that's at least there's truth to that, that, yeah, there is not as nearly as much at all. Now, here's number eight. It's another kind of a MGTOW thing. Men are reluctant to marry a woman who has slept around or has already had children. Um, I would say that's a reason not to marry. I would say that's a reason maybe not to marry her. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but the whole idea is that, you know, women are sleeping around. And then there's the whole thing of like they, 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 in their early 20s, they're messing around with all these alpha males. And then when they're ready to marry, after they've already had their fun, they settle down with some beta male and then they have a sexless marriage. Okay. I see where that's coming from on there. Okay. That, uh, again, not agreeing, but that makes more sense of what they're saying on that. Which, I mean, there is some reality to that, that the whole you know, sexual revolution and feminism type deal has actually given birth to that kind of culture of women. But yeah, it seems to be that one tosses out any, uh, any reality that there's a woman that does not do that. Yeah. It's like all women are bad. Right. Yeah. Well, well, again, that's definitely MGTOW. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, they want to become a homeowner before they become a husband. I want to become a homeowner. Um, so being established financially is an important goal, and so that's more what I was thinking on that. I, I don't necessarily say I disagree on having a place to live. I guess ahead of time per se, but the I think yeah, I think what you just said there. I think that's more of what it is. Is that whole mentality? And I heard that you probably heard it too. I've heard that a bunch. Is why well, I just want to be financially stable before yeah I get married and. Not that you want to be a complete bum <laughs> and get married, but if you wait for everything to be completely perfect, you're literally never going to get married. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, anybody, any da- father of a daughter is going to be like, I want this guy to have a good work ethic right, and provide, be able to provide. But consider, you know, like consider your great grandparents. Mm-hmm. I don't know about yours, but mine got married and in West Virginia, uh, where I'm from, like things like the Great Depression 
lasted a whole lot longer. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my grandfather lived through that too. And so, uh, you know, my great grandparents didn't have a pot to pee in probably when they first got married or my parent, my grandparents. Right. And yet they got married, they worked and worked and they built something. Absolutely. Right. So if you, like you said, if you wait till you're as comfortable as your father, you'll never get married. So like, and people think that like, we think for some reason that like we have this mentality, graduate high school, graduate college, I ought to be able to get this job and this white picket fence and have everything that my parents and grandparents. <laughs> it, have. Right. It's like, if you, if you get that college degree, you're going to get the perfect job right out of college and you're going to be independently wealthy the next day and you have everything that you want. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know some young men that have, I, I know some young men that had, for example, a, a lady that was a, a pretty godly young woman and they didn't marry her because they were kept just blaming boomers for how they couldn't have a good job and and they wouldn't be able to do it for, you know, get married for five years or something like I that. Feel like, so I like, feel like some of that ties into maybe two things. It's fear of rejection that because they don't have this perfect job, this 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 woman... It's going to be like, no, which could happen. I mean, there are women that are just like, no, I want, I want that. But then the other thing I think is a fear of uh, the unknown or fear of fa- failure. Like if you get to that point, it's like, well, I don't have, uh, you know, the top paying job. So what happens if insert some calamity here, you know? Yeah. And obviously, yeah, you want to, again, a good work ethic Absolutely. thing. But, you know, like when I got married, we didn't have much we didn't have anything. It's taken us 10 years. We now have a house and all that stuff, right? Like if we just waited, it would never have happened. And, uh, I think the whole point is you're building a house together. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we think we got to build the house first and then, get them along but the problem is clearly some some people that was one of your points some people clearly think you have to build the house first (laughs) but that's not the whole point like you're coming together to build the house together to build up the house with your wife she's your helper in that well that's that's the point too you're looking we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. on episodes of marriage you're looking for i guess to use a popular word potential uh, you're looking for, we've talked about before, you know, there's, there's some guys that are like, well, this, this, uh, you know, especially in reform circles, there's this temptation. Well, I, she's, I don't know, she's pre-millennial and I'm post-millennial or she's, you know, and uh, there's all these things and not that those things don't matter, but my goodness, if you've got a woman that, you know, is a, a good, kind, nurturing woman who loves the Lord wants to have children with you and raise them to know the Lord. She wants to take care of your home. She's, uh, uh, you know, works well with her hands at home. I mean, she's built the whole things with Proverbs, whatever, you know, and going and she builds things with her hands and she's done good for you. And she's got a good, gentle spirit in her. I mean, but she's, I don't know, not the right eschatology or she believes the Nephilim were large angels and you don't or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, no, but you, we laugh, but we laugh because this is a thing. I mean, these are things that people will find in nitpick. She, she's she's Psalms only, and you're Psalms only. <laughs> but she uses the Psalms for singing book, and you use the Psalms for worship book, and it just can't work, right? You, you think it should be a four string, you know, uh, guitar, and it should be a five or I don't, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, my, my yeah. point in that is that that 
What you were saying in the, uh, it does the man, you know, we're looking for our daughters for who to marry. Does the man have a good work ethic? You know, on both, when we're looking for each of our children for who to marry, that's the, obviously you're not like, well, this guy is clearly an absolute bum, but usually he doesn't have a good work ethic too. But it's not, I need to find this independently wealthy guy to marry my daughter. It's you have this guy who comes, he loves the Lord. He's a hard worker, which is demonstrated by his work ethic and, and what he does. And, you know, he's committed to loving, you know, your daughter and protecting her and providing for her and, you know, pushing her closer to the Lord and having children with all of that. That's the guy you want. You know, you don't want the guy who's independently wealthy, but he's, I tell you, not that every independently wealthy guy is this way, but you could be an independently wealthy dude who just got a bunch of money and be a complete bum and have a terrible work ethic because you're independently wealthy. But yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, uh, one of the points is is as you're thinking about this, which is is as a father looking for somebody for your daughters or for your sons, or even if you're the two people looking to get married, you have to know that you are not what you will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you are not right now what you are will be. Rather, marriage is going to change you. It is part of God's design to do it. It is to transform you. And it's to be a picture of the gospel. And in part of being a picture of the gospel, it is transforming you to be more Christ-like and more holy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's part of the purpose of marriage. And so you, you're not what you will be. So, yeah, you need to look for the traits. Like you're trying to say, you're looking for potential. And then you're having faith. And so, you know, these reasons that are given, uh, there's answers for every single one of them. And, you know, Jesus in this passage makes it clear, right? There's only certain people that can receive not getting marriage. And and then so somebody might say, well, I, you know, I'm I'm that third type. I'm voluntarily in cell or whatever. Is there a, it's a MGTOW, right? That's not <laughs> not voluntarily in cell kind of contradiction of the term. I was going to say that does make sense, but yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um the whole point of getting with that is it's for the kingdom, right? It's not, you're not getting married because you have, you're afraid to get married. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing that. You don't, you don't glorify God by <laughs> doing something that demonstrates your lack of faith. Uh, that, that, that doesn't work that way. Absolutely. And you know, uh, as we've talked about all this stuff, man, I think one of the things I just want to make clear before we move on I, this, this kind of final part is like, Marriage is good. The reason we talk it up so much, it mm-hmm. is good. It, it is. is a it's an amazing thing. Well, in our culture, down. I mean, not only encouraging people not to get married, but you do hear a lot. I mean, it's one of those things. Like you know, I I, I hate to hear it when somebody gets married. Uh, you know, and people. I know they're. I was gonna say I know they're joking, but I only think they're half joking because I do think there's a semblance of what they are saying is true. But they'll say things like, uh, "Enjoy it now." You know, or enjoy the honeymoon because after that, you know, then you're married, you know, or something like that. And I feel like even in when they're trying to be lighthearted about it, it does, it's still, again, the whole thing, like what we're talking about, the entertainment, it plays into this kind of, I don't know, collective consciousness, whatever you want to call it, this, this, this kind of ingrained mentality in us uh, subconsciously that, yeah, it's not everything that people say it is, or it's really, it's going to be really terrible, or it's like you expect it to be bad. People say that. Same thing with, being a parent too, we see that too, where people get really kind of and, down. And, on. and Tony, that's because 
God's commands are his gifts and his gifts come with responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the best gifts come from Christ with responsibility, the gift of marriage and a gift of children. And even, you know, the gift of salvation, right? Like that's the best gift you get on the planet. And it comes with the responsibility of in response, obeying Christ. I think if you take his gifts lightly too, then it comes with curses. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the part I was about to get to. So if you avoid the responsibility or you downplay his gifts, they come with curses, right? Mm -hmm. So as marriage is a great and wonderful thing, it could be a curse. It could be an affliction, right? You could step out in faith, think you have the perfect match. And for some reason, she apostatizes. She won't divorce you, but your marriage is just terrible. And what do you do in that circumstance? You glorify God and you got to receive it by faith. That takes faith. And um, I mean, I don't wish that on anybody. Me neither. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I know people in that circumstance and they're having faith and God maybe. I pray will use it to save their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely being used by God to save their soul. And in that sense, you remember every ends of suffering is a trial to purify us and to pure, prove our faith with his, you know, it's more valuable than gold. Mm-hmm. So, so marriage is good. It is, you know, there's no, for me, uh, the, there's nothing greater that's happened in my life other than being saved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's why when people talk bad about marriage, and, and again, like you said, there, there can be there can be times where people have a bad marriage and stuff. But it, it, in general, I mean, for me, sheesh, I I talk. There's guys that work under me and stuff uh, at my job, and I, you know, both of them are not. Uh, neither of them are saved, but not, neither of them uh, are married either. And uh, I talk up marriage all the time my wife my kids the this the entire thing of being married and it's it's yeah it's a it sure there are trials during it but my i wouldn't trade it for anything i absolutely would not trade it for anything well um because it's good and because we've been talking about all this well let's let's end here with just some practical advice on men for men and hey we'll do some for women too of how a young man can prepare for marriage like, and by prepare for marriage, I mean two things. I mean, one, uh, prepare to be a person who can get married and also prepare for when they are married. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of just slightly two different things. You, you see what the distinction I'm making? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You got to be the kind of person that can get married and right. then you got to be the person that can, uh, from there, uh, live out as a married person. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So I got 10 for each and we'll, we'll just walk through them quick. All right. Okay. Number one. And these again are in no particular order. <laughs> okay. Not, a, okay. we're not doing family feud here. Okay. <laughs> the whole point of this episode is no feuding in your family. Actually. Survey says, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. But number one for young men, right? Get in shape. So what you're saying is you have to be uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. That helps. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't, it can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt. Yeah. But. No, just exercise, watch what you eat, take care of how you dress, right? 
you know, women aren't as physical. They don't rely on the physical, physical as much as men, as we're naturally inclined to. But you they still don't want a slob. Want, yeah, they you still want to be attracted to women. Don't be a slob, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't be a slob. Yeah. And sh- there's something about our our appearance that does connect with what a woman's looking for, because she's looking for somebody that can care for her and her child. She's looking for someone who can protect. And so muscles and strength are important. Yep. Whereas for men, for a woman, curves and things that relate to yep. having babies. Yep. So for the man, get in shape. Don't be a slob. Yep. And so you start that off with your sons, right? Mm-hmm. Keep them in shape. Don't let them sit around eating uh, Doritos and playing, playing video games. Yeah. Playing Minecraft all day. Yep. Yeah. Get them outside, make them run around, help them help you doing things outside. Number two, watch how you treat your mom. Mm -hmm. Yep. The way you treat your mother is indicative of how you may treat a woman, right? Do you show your mother respect? Do you hold the door open to her when she comes to church? Do you treat your sisters? You know, God's given you women in your life already. You can treat in a godly manner. And maybe the reason God hasn't given you a wife is you don't treat the women in your life right to begin with. Yeah, to begin with. Absolutely. Number three. Be a hard worker and work as to the Lord. Like you, you find ways you contribute to the value of your family now and, and then grow in work ethic. So like be productive. You, you can do this with your youngest kids, selling lemonade, a lawn care business, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So again, it's, it's not necessarily about like having the house already put together, but it is being the kind of person who will work hard. Which goes to the next point, which is similar. Be competent in your work. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And so that means be skilled. Learn some skills, right? Unchuck skills. Unchuck skills. skills. The dig, <laughs> chicks dig the skills. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. Maybe your dad's not as competent or you don't have a father to teach you or whatever. Here's a secret. You ready? YouTube is your friend. Yeah, I will say that is one thing that. Did you know that that side sidetrack here? Do you know there's, there's I can't remember his name, but there's a guy on YouTube. I believe he's a believer, from what I understand, but he made an entire YouTube channel of teaching boys who don't have fathers how to do basic things like tie a tie, tie shoes, and things like that. But uh, my point being is, is that there's just about a, a video for everything out there, even really basic things that you're like, man. I don't. I mean, hey, even like that, maybe you don't know. Maybe you didn't grow up. You didn't know how to tie a tie. Well, there's a guy out there that can teach you how to tie a tie. But there's also a guy out there on YouTube that can teach you how to build stairs or railing or, you yeah. know, change the blade on your lawnmower. I mean, I use it all the time. Yeah, it's it's helpful because right. we're we're visual by nature, so it is helpful to actually watch those things. But yeah, for sure. So you got a next point. Well, I was going to say there that, you know, going along with that is somebody once said, if they don't find you handsome, let them find you handy. <laughs> you know, there, there is something to be said about some of that, because uh, I will say, I don't know about your wife, but I I remember my wife has commented numerous times, like when I'm out in the yard and I, I there was one time I remember I was out, we had a we had a tree come down out back and I got a chainsaw and I was out there cutting up, cutting up the tree and then taking logs and chucking them into the wood or making them into stuff for burning. And my sons were helping me. And I remember I came up and I don't know, you know it when your wife gets the, that look in her eye, when she's 
got attracted to you or something like that. She came up and gave me a kiss on the cheek and she was like, you look really handsome when you're out there, you know, working with your hands. And, and it is something to be said that I think what, like what you were saying, they're looking for somebody who is capable and who can do something. And so, yeah, don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate doing that kind of stuff in front of your wife or, or in front of a, a woman because it, it does, it helps, especially the right kind of woman. All right. Well, number five, get up early. Or another way to say it is take on responsibility, right? Okay. All right. So find little ways, take on responsibility. Maybe it's not getting up. You know, I'm not much of a morning person, even as I say that, it sounds hypocritical, but like. I guess 6 a.m. is sleeping in for me. I get up at 5.30, yeah. but that's not by choice. I have to. <laughs> but whatever it is, find some way that you take responsibility. Like maybe no one at church wants to clean the church building, so you volunteer. You do it so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just teach yourself to be responsible. Sure, absolutely. So number six, develop financial discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. Learn how to use money instead of being used by it. Yep. Again, it's not a matter of being the richest and wealthiest person, but it is a matter of knowing what to do with your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be wise with what you have. And a lot of times, too, you'd be amazed how much if you a little spent the right way can go a long way. So, yep. All right, number seven, keep yourself pure. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a big one. And for young, 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 young ones like your sons, you can start teaching them to say no to their lust by helping them say no to dessert. Yep. Or helping them to say no to other things that 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 are like little appetites of things. So, and all Del- of us need to develop that. Yeah, from delayed, time to time. delayed gratification. Yeah, absolutely. Fasting is a good discipline mm-hmm. to do practice from time to time. Yep. All right, number eight. You ready? Learn how to talk to women. Yeah. You need manners and you need balls or courage. You mean don't don't talk like uh, the guy that we had on the YouTube video there a little bit? That was awkward as heck. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is like too many too many godly young men are afraid of women. They don't know how to talk to them. They're terrified to talk to them. I've had a couple different guys in particular. Or or they do. They just they just are terrible at it. Like here's some couple mistakes people make. Mm Like one. They assume that women are like men and that they will like all your silly humor or odd interests. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you don't share my interest in Pokemon cards? <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what's funny is I, you have to, I, gentlemen that are single, you have to understand this. It doesn't really change when you get married, okay? your Your wife will love you and entertain it but you have to know her well enough to know that face when it's like and she has no interest in what i'm talking about right now because mind you i i work in in you know the tech industry and my wife really enjoys like jane austen okay i i i appreciate jane austen i don't enjoy jane austen Uh, i'm just giving you two examples here these are two wildly different things okay and so I will be working on some project, maybe building a server, and I will get excited and tell her, but there is a point where I need, you know, I have to cut it off. And it's not that I it's not that I'm saying never tell her about things you're interested in or excited about, but you do have to understand, like Joseph's saying, there is a point where all the nitty-gritty details, she doesn't care. Okay. She doesn't care. She's not built like that. She doesn't care. And so my wife And, and you're gonna think, but I want somebody that understands all my faults. Then my you wanna interests. be gay. 
Just get a buddy. I was like, right? well, I, it's like if you want to marry somebody like that, you're going to end up gay because <laughs> you're only going to find that kind of stuff in a guy. Although the, the guy wouldn't be gay, but yeah, get a buddy. That's well, I, I you know what? That's actually a really good point. With I kind of wonder if they don't have legitimately good or close male friends that that maybe they just have more of acquaintances that might be a problem too but that's yeah, a side yeah. topic but yeah yeah for sure okay An- another yeah. thing real yeah. quick is they overshare which we kind of already said gotcha. what i mean by overshare is they can be not just about their interests but Tell too much about too themselves. much detail yeah yeah they're, they're too much talking yep or they this goes along with it they unload all their problems on the woman Ooh, yeah that's a that's a, she she's oh. not your psychiatrist or your yeah. counselor this is not a good or yeah, your this, mom. Is, this is not a good way well don't unload it on your mom either. now when you get like, married there is the safety and you can unload and all that stuff but like when you're just first meeting a girl and you're getting ready to talk to her <laughs> let me tell you about you, all my insecurities <laughs> yeah uh, that's a good way to end the date right there. yeah <laughs> yeah don't do that that's oh that's terrible yeah. and then another thing is you don't listen mm-hmm. and what i mean is and Re- part of that is really listening, yeah. really listening, and to recognize that you, they don't necessarily want you to solve their problems. You ever seen that video with the the nail with in the, the head? Nail in the head? Yes. Yep. Oh goodness, I've I I see that video a lot in my marriage, <laughs> but my wife laughs about it because she she'll sometimes remind me she'll be saying something and and she'll go, I'll start to say something because you know we're built to want to fix it. And she'll yep, go, yep. honey, honey, I just and the, I just want to talk to you. Okay. All right. I'll be quiet. And the hard part is figuring it out because sometimes I do want you to fix it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, and it comes with it comes with time and getting to know your wife. Um, but yes. And um, so that also means you have to learn how to read the cues. Read the, uh, yep. And women will signal if they're interested or if they're not. So you need to be in, you need to read the cues. Yep. Yep. All right. Number nine. Okay. Be interesting. Yep. Well, and that goes with kind of what you're saying before, right? Well, don't don't basically spill all the beans, right? Yeah, have a little bit. Have of mystery. some mystery. Have about some mystery. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then number ten, have a mission. Mm, yep, purpose. Have a purpose for your life. I don't make the woman your mission. Mm-hmm. You can't be desperate, but instead, seek God's mission for your life, and then you can be on a lookout for a woman you can invite to come along with you on the mission. Absolutely. Yeah, and so that's my. Top tips for men. Let me go quickly through my tips for women, and then we'll cut her off. All right. All right. They're very similar. All right. So number one is get in shape and watch what you eat. <laughs> oh no! Are we gonna? Is this gonna be the exact same thing? No. No. Okay. Not all the same. <laughs> it's like all right. No, all right. No, okay. No. 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 Yeah. But they're similar. <gasps> what are you saying, Joseph? Well, I'm saying that, how, like it how or not, misogynistically. Men are visual. If you want to attract a husband, be attractive. Now, that doesn't mean dress slutty or immodestly. It also, I would point out, doesn't mean get shredded ripped. Oh, man. It's so gross. It's so gross. That that is, I don't know, that may actually be, uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say grosser to me than overweight or whatever. Is it? I don't know. Well, men want curves. They don't want to I was going to say, at least overweight has curves. Might just be really big ones but like but, but but you know what i mean like it's it's the the shredded ripped like where you can see the defined muscles it's not oh it's 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 yeah, it's like yeah, a dude yeah, yeah. it's just not don't do that okay yeah. so get in it's shape vain. but don't don't do that yeah um you know like and don't be immodest like you know yes. i've seen wedding dresses now that look like they're 
to be worn on the wedding night. I know. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? you're like, like, there's like, who who are you wearing this for? Like, but also don't be frumpy yeah, too. Like, yeah. like, so you know, like that whole debt-free virgins without tattoos. <laughs> yes, there's truth to that. So mm-hmm. stay away from the tats. Grow your hair out. Take care of it and be joyful. Yeah, just be, be feminine. Beautiful. Just be genuinely just be feminine. feminine. Yeah, and and. You know, some people will be like, well, you need to define what that means. Not, not, I mean, you can a little bit, but not really. Most women know what feminine means and most men know what feminine means. Oh, yep. All yep. right. Number two, this is similar, but watch how you treat your father. Yes. Right. Submit to your father and respect him. Right. If you can't submit to your father, how are you going to submit to your husband? Well, that's something for what, what men looking at a, a woman too, is how does she, mm-hmm. how does she interact with her father? Yeah. That's a good thing to look at. All right, number three, develop your domestic skills. Like learn to cook, clean, keep Bow hunting house. skills, nunchuck skills. Yep. Same thing. Okay. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> but also, you know, don't be, don't think it has to be so narrow. A wide array of skills, right? Mm-hmm. A helpful wife will find themselves to be something like a Jill of all trades. A Jill of all trades. Nice. <laughs> um, number four, be a mother in the church. Mm. That's a good one. Give yeah. yourself to serving God. You know, like it might be good for a woman to get a outside job or go to school, but those things shouldn't keep her from serving in the church. If they take over her life, then I, I, I fear that she's not going to be in keeping with uh, uh, what scripture says about being a keeper at home. We have these, these young ladies at church. Uh, well, quite a few, but in particular, I've mentioned them on the show before. Um, I don't mention their names because I want to embarrass them. But uh, Sarah. <laughs> every time you always come with a name. Um, but they 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 sit in front of us at church and these three three sisters in particular. And you just this last Sunday, same thing again. Um, there was a newborn baby, uh, and one of the girls had the newborn baby. And she's all all these girls at one point or another, they're always having somebody's baby and they're taking their babies and they're walking around and they genuinely, you can tell, love having the babies in their hands. They're they help out uh, when we have church meals. Uh, they have their own sewing business, but it's right out actually on the side of their house, um, which actually I think my daughter's going to take them up on their offer to teach teach them some of that too. But that that's the kind of, like, I've, I use them as examples because they are wonderful examples of young ladies that would be, I think, would make wonderful wives. And what you were saying is just being a mother in the church. They are. They, they really genuinely care for other people in the church, and they care for the children, and they, they just do a wonderful job. Way, way to go, Anna. Good job. <laughs> you did not guess either of the names, but okay. okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, study and meditate on scriptures that teach submission and women's roles and learn what the purpose of marriage is. That way you're not letting Disney and romance novels be your guide. Absolutely. Good, good point. Yeah. Number six, don't go into debt. Hmm. Yeah. Right. You might want to go to college. That's fine. Don't go in debt to do it. And also realize that a college degree, especially like after uh, uh, like postgraduate degrees, they don't necessarily move your status up and attractiveness to a potential husband. All they end up doing is making your pool of potential mates smaller. Yes. Yeah. Because women are, are typically not going to marry less than their financial class and their their educational status. So the higher up you make that, um, the, you're cutting out a lot of mates. 
And for one, you're not making yourself more attractive to those who have high degrees. Yeah. Because uh, it sounds sexist and maybe it is what it is, but men are just, that's not what necessarily attracts men. Yeah. Right. Women look for status or they look for, um, uh, they look for status. Mm-hmm. Men look for sex appeal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when you say it, right? They, they, they look for beauty and femininity and um well we look for women that will bear them children and that they again the mission right building something bigger than yourself and yeah yeah all right number seven keep yourself pure Mm -hmm. all right don't give yourself away whether in person or online yes yeah don't underestimate the uh emotional adultery yeah, and there's a problem, you know, like I, I think we said this earlier, but many women mess around before marriage. And then when they get married, they have a sexless marriage because there's so much guilt and baggage and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It very much is. Number eight, be an approachable person while being careful not to be desperate. Right. Yes. Yeah. So. Generally, the man takes the the initiative in finding the woman. But like, if you find a man that catches your eye, be available to him. Like, right now, be careful with the signals you send off. Your humble quietness it may come across to a man as rude and unapproachable. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But on the flip side, if you're too chatty and friendly, that comes across as very f- flirty, yeah, or it desperate. puts you into the friend zone. Yeah. Or it right. comes across, it does, it can come across desperate too. Like you were saying earlier, it, it, it can, if you, I, I mean, you know what? I guess the same thing kind of applies to what we were saying about the men thing too, is, you know, there, there is something to be said about having a little bit of mystery too. You know, don't spill all the beans. Don't tell him every single, that, oh man, that's, I think that might happen more. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, what you think, but I think that might happen more with women where they sometimes say too much. I think in much of they, what they want in marriage, although I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe men, maybe men do that more now. I don't know. It could have changed, but just in terms of like, you know, first dates, like, hey, I want to have ten children, and you know, like, just just oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah, ten yeah. years down the road, you know. And a guy's like, whoa, hang like, on, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just trying uh, to we're just trying to get, get to us know a house, we're like, about married. Yeah, 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 that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, don't be too desperate. All right, number nine, learn how to care for children. Right, babysit for other couples at the church. Mm-hmm. Help out at the nursery, that kind of thing. It will come in handy. It really yeah. will. A lot of young ladies, I think, that learn that before and being married. And a guy married. will find that attractive, like Absolutely. a godly man will. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then number 10, learn to pray. Because prayer is the antidote to fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like prayer strengthens your faith. And when you live by faith, you're a daughter of Sarah. And the Bible says that Sarah was very attractive. In fact... Everywhere they went, the other men were trying to get yes. with her. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. you are you want to be attractive, be a daughter of Sarah. Mm-hmm. And so pray and live by faith. And so these are all things you can teach your daughters to do from a young age and start teaching them about all this. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so these are my top 10 tips for each, uh, each uh, sex here on preparing for marriage. And so... I guess the last thing I just want to say is, man, marriage is good. If 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 there's probably somebody that's uh, 
Maybe they're they're feeling the affliction of it. Maybe, you know, we talked about divorce. Maybe they've been divorced. You know, there's grace and mercy in the Lord Jesus. You need to seek his forgiveness. Don't compound your sin by ending a, having gone through an unbiblical divorce and then going out and getting remarried and that kind of thing. Right, yeah. But, uh, seek God's grace and mercy and forgiveness. And maybe you're in a hard marriage. Live by faith. And um, it's easier for me to say than to, to, to for you to do. And I don't want to be flippant about any of it. But, you know, I want people to know marriage is good. God um, instituted it. And we ought to pursue it. Everyone in the church ought to uphold the marriage bed, right? Marriage ought to be held in high honor. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes in Hebrews. So, Good words, man. Good advice, I think, too. That's perfect time to end the episode, too. So this is uh, the second part. Um, again, hopefully you listened to the first part. Thank you for sticking with us for two hours here, if you listened to the, the whole episode in both parts. Um, again, if you are a first-time listener, hopefully if you're a first-time listener, you went back and listened to the other episode, so you know what I'm going to say. But if this is your first episode, welcome to the Patriarch Podcast. We are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. If you would like to support us and get access to behind-the-scenes materials, you can go to fightlaughfeast.com, click to sign up to become a member, and use the code PATRIARCHY when you do if you want to support our show. Gets you access to other content behind the paywall, including our other show, After the Sandwich. And it goes to support our show, too. And if you like coffee, and you like our show, you can go to missionfirstcoffee.com forward slash patriarchy and sign up to get some coffee. A little bit of that goes to our show, and also a little bit of it goes to Paul Watcher's uh, Heart Cry Missionary Fund. Good fun to go to, too. So go to missionfirstcoffee.com forward slash patriarchy. And so with that being said, uh, until next time, if you have not yet bowed your knee to Christ, repent and believe. And if you have, this is our call to you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is The Patriarchy. Thank you.